This is Faith in Action, the program that looks at how ordinary people are putting their faith into action in their everyday lives. Faith in Action is produced by Catholic Radio Indy. It covers a wide variety of guests and topics. If you have any comments or suggestions for the program, please contact Bridget. That's B-R-I-G-I-D, Bridget, at catholicradioindy.org or call us at 317-870-8400. And now, here's today's edition of Faith in Action. This is Faith in Action. I'm Bridget Ayer. I am in the studio with two of our guests, our General Manager, Gordon Smith, and uh, Janet Thompson, who is a, a priest mom. And that's very relevant because we're going to be talking about um, how we can support our priests. This is a very important topic. Uh, we are all living through difficult times, and we really need to support each other, but we need to think of ways that we can support our priests. And before we get into the interview, uh, Gordon is going to lead us in a prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Lord Jesus Christ, shepherd of souls, who called the apostles to be fishers of men, rise up new apostles in your holy church, Teach them that to serve you is to reign, to possess you is to possess all things. Kindle in the hearts of our people the fire of zeal for souls. Make them eager to spread your kingdom upon the earth. Grant them courage to follow you, who are the way, the truth, and the life, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. 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 Thank you, Gordon. Uh, I want to just share a little personal story before we get rolling here, and That is that back in the day, I guess it was the late 90s, I worked as a director of religious education at Our Lady Mount Carmel Parish, which is my home parish still. And I worked as the youth minister. And before, I'm a lifelong Catholic, and before I worked in the parish setting in that capacity, I had no idea the challenges and the difficulty that... um, is the job of the priest. Basically, you're a CEO, and you're the janitor, and you're the spiritual leader, and you do all the funerals, and you name it, you do everything. And so um, our priests are the hardest working members of the church, no doubt. And the typical parish priest works, uh, you may not know this, every weekend and holiday. They live in the same building as their office, and they only get a day off a week if if they get that not to mention they're being asked to do more more and more all the time to 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 bring souls in and many of them are 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 running more than one parish because as we have a priest shortage so they are really really stretched and i think it's really easy for us as the laity to kind of come into mass and notice things that maybe they aren't the way we want them to be but um and then we complain about things. So um, I just want you to, um, as we all are wanting to support our priests, how we can do that. So, um, Gordon, um, so what, what you're of- saying, what you're saying, I think Bridget is, uh, even though priests get a day off, and, and it's not a Sunday only job, of course, but they they run the parish. Even on their day off, there could be a funeral or some other thing that came up, a meeting that the bishop calls or something that might draw them away from their day off. And these fellows need our support in that way because they work very hard. It's, it's the hardest job I can imagine. There, there are really are no days off really. Yeah. And there's so many needs. I think that, um, you know, I think something that 
you know, we've all talked about and we've some of us are, you know, that have worked in um, ministry, either on the parish staff or just even as a volunteer working like through a, a Christ Renews or some other type of retreat. The priests, I mean, they have a lot, they, they have a lot of prayer commitments, which is good because that's how we're all. That's how we how we operate, you know. That's their main job. Yeah, that's their main job. Um, but Janet, just kind of as a priest mom, what are some of the things that 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 you're aware of that that is really difficult for priests? I think we forget about the constraints on their time. That you know, you might see them walking from one building to the other on the parish grounds and think, oh, they're free now, but they may be taking that time from walking from one meeting to the other to, to put in a daily prayer or to think about what they're going to present to somebody else or somebody who's sick in the hospital and praying for them. And people rush up to them and right away go into their problem problems <laughs> or their complaint. <laughs> they're the go-to people in the parish for anything that goes wrong in the church, not only that parish but also the church in general uh you know a lot of priests get complaints about what the pope's doing (laughs) and they have no control over that but you know who else are we as parishioners going to talk to about the things that we see wrong in the church not realizing that we are part of that church and some of those problems are ours to deal with and not only the priests so this the same priest that you're talking about that you see walking across the parking lot and you think, oh, he's free now. May have just witnessed uh, a parishioner uh, on his last hours or, or moments on earth right. uh, at the hospital. He maybe had just witnessed one of his longtime parishioners dying. Right. Right? Right. So that's a heavy toll on any person, especially our priests. So we need to keep them in our prayers. Absolutely. We're talking with Gordon Smith, general manager here at Catholic Radio Indy, and Janet Thompson, who is a volunteer and has been in long time, long time in ministry in the Catholic Church, and who's also a priest mom of Father Clayton Thompson, right? Father Clayton Thompson. Where is he at right now? He's at Our Lady of Grace in Noblesville. They call that the original Our Lady, right? I guess. They do. They do. <laughs> I, I, I tried that with him, and that's what he called it. Well, I think, I guess the overall point is that we love our priests and that we need to just kind of be cognizant that they are people and human beings too. They're not robots. They can't just go 24 seven and they have a lot of demands. And, and the thing that, that comes to mind is that we all, uh, when you work in ministry, you see the very best of people. You see the very best of people, but you also see the very worst. And, and it's, it is really interesting. It's just a fascinating thing in the sense of, it's such a beautiful life, I guess, to be a priest and to, and to work in ministry. But you do carry a lot of these people's concerns that you're praying, because people will tell you as a, as, as a person in ministry, I know as a youth minister, people told me things I didn't want to know. <laughs> and I'm sure the priests get that times 10, you know. Yes. So what? here's number one, pray for your priest. How many of us are really diligently praying for our priests i do I, I know you do gordon you pray the rosary every day you're I, you're a very prayerful man and that's that that's good but but i'm nothing special we should all pray for our priests right. every day uh, these these gentlemen uh literally hang on by their fingernails at some places because they're under attack and if you think you're under attack from the devil they're under the attack a hundred times more than you are 
And we need to help them in that uh, spiritual battle. And, and we can do that by having them in our daily prayers. Yeah. And, and, you know, a couple suggestions, you know, in your rosary, either say the whole rosary on their behalf or, you know, a decade for them, or if you're just you know, you're just walking, pray a decade of the rosary for them, a holy hour. A lot of people do uh, do an adoration hour. And there's an, I know that Our Lady of Mount Carmel and other parishes around the country will have a little prayer card there of, and it has every priest's name and religious on this card. So depending on what day of the week you are, you, you get the card and then you pray for them. And I, I love that little tool in there. Or just a small offering. Like, let's say you're, kids are crying or complaining or you have some struggle and just offer that suffering up for a particular priest. I mean, it, it, it gives so much more meaning. Um, our faith is so rich and deep, but just be intentional about thinking of and praying for our priests. So, so that's number one. I like also that you, um, if you let your priest know that you're praying for them, write them a little note praying for you this week or set a rosary for you this week or when you see them after mass thank you father i'm praying for your ministry and all you do that way they know that they have that prayer support behind them when they go out to face whatever they have to face they know that somebody is praying for them and they're not out there alone doing what they have to do i mean i think we underestimate our the power of our prayers not just um just the effectiveness of them, but that having that moral support and every, every priest that I talk to, you know, and I, we talk to a lot here at Catholic radio, Indy, they all, almost every single time they say, pray for me, mm-hmm. I'll pray for you. You pray for me. Right. You know, and it, it almost, I can't think of any priest that I talk to just say, you know, pray for me. And I'm like, Oh boy, you know, I mean, it's good, but it's just like, you know, you know, they're carrying their cross, you know? Well, here's an interesting thing. When I have a bad day myself, Mm-hmm. I can go home and I can unload on my wife. And and that's not fair to her, of course, but I, I at least have somebody that I can talk to and say, you know, I just didn't have a great day and, you know, commiserate with somebody, uh, get a little sympathy if that's what it is. Uh, but anyway, the priests don't have that. Uh, there's no one for them to talk to when they go home at night. So think about that as well. Boy, that is such a great point because, you know, we do have that, you know, person that we unload on, you know, we come home, sorry, poor Marianne and Tom, Tom's my husband. So, you know, he, he gets an earful, but I mean, it, it is comforting to be able to kind of, I guess, vent and just talk about that and that struggles and then pray together, you know, and, and I know priests don't all live alone, but maybe they don't want to share those, their struggles, you know, men are less, I mean, I don't know, is that true, Gordon, men are less likely to say, well, uh, ladies uh, are generally more talkative. Men kind of wrap it up, and uh, it's hard to unpeel the onion, as they say. So sometimes men don't like to just share their feelings openly like that, uh, maybe with somebody they work with or somebody they live with, another priest in the rectory. But anyway, just understand that that is something that they don't have the benefit of a spouse to, to uh, bounce things off of. Okay, here's another idea. And again, these, um, and I, I, I will go ahead and put this, um, this list that we put together. Actually, this is from Fellowship of Catholic University Students blog. Um, that's where I'm getting some of this information. And some of this is just our personal experience, but I will put the link to this particular article that we're kind of using as a reference. It's actually 19 ways to support your priest. Um, cook them a meal. 
especially on their busy days. Now, I mean, that's going to vary from parish to parish, but um, that that's something that, I mean, who doesn't like food, you know? I love <laughs> food. I, I love food. I'm not going to be too good at doing that one unless he, our priest, like hamburgers on my grill. But But my wife could do that, and we do do things like that. So that's something that we should keep in mind. And if it's not a meal, it could be... A, plate of cookies or, or something that that priest likes. Yeah. And it's not every, every parish is different. Like some larger parishes, they have a full-time cook. And I don't know if, if that's the case, Janet, are most parishes around the, around the country, around our dioceses here locally. Do you know? I don't know about all of them. I know uh, Our Lady of Grace does not have a, a cook. Okay. I know, um, some do, some don't, but Oh, so that, I mean, that's a, that's a lot of work. To, it is a lot of work. And <laughs> cook your own food. We know that. <laughs> right. Most of the time, you know, dinner could be a peanut butter and jelly sandwich at 10 o'clock at night after all of the meetings are done, because if they have an evening mass, they have to go from mass to whatever's next. So, so. In, in a lot of cases, I know that at Our Lady at Mount Carmel, they do have a full cook and all that. But um, but I'm guessing, as you mentioned, I mean, Our Lady of Grace is a decent-sized parish, and so it is. Father Clayton could use a meal. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to give some more ideas of how you can support your local priest. So stay tuned for more Faith in Action. When a business is looking to expand, they say it's all about location, location, location. But what about when the church needs to expand, to stretch out and reach those fallen away, estranged from the faith, or those who simply have never heard the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ? Then it's all about vocation, vocation, vocation. We need more people dedicated to the mission of serving the church, more priests, more deacons, more men and women of vowed service, and more lay workers willing to go into the fields. The harvest is rich, but the workers are few. Is God calling you to service? Pray on it, and while you're there, pray for more vocations. A simple request from your friends at Catholic Radio Indy. You can hear the Holy Mass every day at 8 a.m. right here on Catholic Radio Indy. Welcome back to Faith in Action. I'm Bridget Ayer. Gordon Smith is uh, in this interview. He's our general manager. And the other thing I f- forgot to mention is that he is the host of the Sons of Melchizedek, which is our, our one of our newest shows that features our local priests. And that's why I really wanted you to be in on this interview since you have been talking to many of the priests in the area. And then our other guest is Janet Thompson. She's a volunteer here uh, at Catholic Radio Indy. And she's also the mother of a priest, Father Clayton Thompson, who's probably, <laughs> probably you're probably going to hear about that, you know, in and a the way. Sons of Melchizedek is a show about priestly vocation, and okay. so it gets their. It's an interview where it gets their story. A lot of priests are very humble, and they don't like to uh, get up on the altar and talk about themselves. They're they're interested in uh, relaying the stories of the gospel and the readings of that week and so forth, and the saint of that day. Um, but they all have interesting stories, and priests, in my experience, all put on their trousers one leg at a time, just like you and me, and they have normal things that bother them, things that make them happy and sad and different things like that. And we need to respect that uh, and we need to draw that out uh, because the part of this Sons of Melchizedek show is that we want to encourage others to become priests. And that's why the priests generally will agree to be interviewed by me on that program. 
they they want to encourage others to follow them in their footsteps. Yeah, and and the great thing about um, something that we do here at Catholic Radio Indy is that if you happen to miss a show, you listen to it on Catholic Radio Indy's podcast. You just go to catholicradioindy.org, and then at the top menu, at the very top, there's a, a button that says podcast. Click that, and then go to our local shows and Sons of Melchizedek is one of our local shows. So you can click that and then you can just scroll through and just listen to whatever show you want to. And it's great. I want to get into our next uh, number four, pray more and complain less. That's a great idea. <laughs> you know, when you're getting ready to complain about something, maybe you need to pray about it first before you complain about it. Because sometimes complaining doesn't really do anything. That's true. Sometimes people need to vent, but... It's not always appropriate to be venting to your priest. So the priest is not necessarily the end-all solver of all problems. Uh, Like Janet said, sometimes people have a complaint about somebody higher up the food chain, and the priest really has no power to change any of that anyway. So let's let's give the priest a break, okay? Number five, offer to help. I think that we are, many, many people in the parish do help, and what is it like? 5% of the people do 80% of the work or 90% of the work or something like that. Isn't that how your family is too, Gordon? (laughs) That's the way it works in any (laughs) organization. Marianne's doing all the work, right? No, I'm just joking. Uh, But, but no, it's, it's true. So I think that's the, almost the best thing you could say to someone when they're struggling or just when you're interacting with the priest or anybody at the parish, you know, how can I help rather than complaining? Like, how can I help? What can I do? Rather than waiting to be asked by the priest before you step up and do a job that you know that you're capable of doing. You know, to a T, the priests that I've interviewed have all said basically a a version of this. They like to be able to present their plan to the the parishioners that the parish has for whatever projects they have going on or, or additional prayer services or outreaches they have. And then they like to see people step up and do it. Uh, it makes them feel like what they're doing is, is worthwhile and has some impact. So we want to make sure that we support them in that way as well. I think as a parishioner, a lot of times we forget that part of our tithing is our time. And when we hear the Lord loves a cheerful giver, you know, that means you know being willing to give up some of your couch time or TV time and and do something for the church that you know somebody somebody needs to do it. You know, we all need to give up our time more as well as our funds and resources. It's really fulfilling too. It is I mean, really any kind of ministry you do. It's it's so worth it. It really is. I'm going to get to number number six. We talked about this. We were off air on the break about um, how to support your priest by actually going to mass or confession. And I know Gordon wanted to talk about this because you, you talked to a lot of the priests doing the show, Sons of Melchizedek. Yes, uh, going to confession is something we sh- all should do. Uh, obviously, not any of us is perfect. There's only been a couple perfect people in the world, and, and it's not me. So going to confession not only relieves sin that are on my shoulders, but most all of the priests that I've interviewed have said, that is one of the sacraments that really fulfills them as a priest because they can actually act in persona Christi and relieve the sins and take that burden off the shoulders of, of the 
person confessing. And uh, that ability to do that, that sacramental ability to act in persona Christi for Christ, is, is just uh, gives them a great joy that they are fulfilling Christ's wishes on earth. And I know Janet um, had mentioned something about kind of maybe maybe a, a maybe a misuse of confession. Um, people maybe want to sit down for 20 minutes and have counseling or something. Talk about that a little bit, Janet. Right. Know that, um, again, that the priest's time is limited. And if they have an hour or two on a Saturday afternoon that they want to um, provide that sacrament for as many people as possible, if one person takes a half an hour in their confession, then that's, you know, four or five people that could possibly have received um those graces. And so if you want to spend 30 minutes talking to the priest, make an appointment. They're always happy to sit and talk about your your concerns and problems. But confession is for confessing. And um, they need to be able to be Christ to you in that way um, and not in solving um, concerns and problems. Well, Janet, you've identified my last sin every time I go to confession, <laughs> which is what the heck is that guy in front of me taking so long for? Absolutely. I think we've all been in that line and oh. adding one sin after the other while the a person in there is taking too long. That's right. Well, I think it's really easy. This The next one is give them a compliment. I think it's very easy, as we mentioned about complaints, that it's when someone does something wrong or something you don't like, it's easy to just say, what you don't like. But when someone does something right, you need to take the time to send them an email. I, I send Father Richard and other priests emails when I hear a homily. I, I'll try to tell them after Mass, that was really great. That really That's really going to help me this week um, or something like that. Or I usually I send an email or a text to people at priests. I have their phone, cell phone numbers where I send them a text and say, great homily or just thumbs up, you know, emoji. Um, and I think that it, they're doing so much work. It's really nice to hear something positive. Sure. You know, for, I shouldn't say for a change, but I, I just think it's so easy for us to, and that's just in life, you know, you don't like the thing that you, the thing that you ordered didn't come right. But if it comes right, you don't go call them and thank them. You know, it's only when things go wrong that you say something. So I think we can, as Catholics, really need to be mindful and in our families too. When people do things right, you know, you're, son puts the dishes away properly thank them and so positive reinforcement high, positive reinforcement absolutely so that covers really number seven eight and nine on your list here but it's all being grateful and isn't it our lady of mount carmel that has those bumper stickers what do they say grateful, grateful no matter what that's right okay here's another one let him know you have his back how could we do that how can we have his back well uh, here's one thing. If you hear somebody that's grumbling about whatever problem in the parish, you know, maybe it is a little bit of a problem. Maybe it is bug somebody. Maybe it's, I, I don't know what the problem might be, but it, whatever it is, uh, keep in mind that those words are sharp swords that can stab people. And you can put a little cold water on that. And, you know, there's two sides to every story, for goodness sakes. Uh, if it's something that's a little problem in your parish, the person that's making that complaint, just say, well, you know, maybe that's the way it is, or maybe there's a little different take on it that we need to take, but I think we just need to be patient and, and not be critical of uh, our leadership. Here's another one. Have realistic expectations and be helpful. 
He's probably not a plumber, so don't expect him to fix the leaky pipe. <laughs> well, in some they might actually be a plumber, but you know they might have that skill. But you know, you can YouTube um, anything these days. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think we all have. I don't think people real the lady really realizes what priests have to do all day. You know, I think so, a, a, a priest friend of mine said someone asked him after mass, well, what do you do the rest of the week? Like, literally, they didn't know. And they thought like they played golf or something. But the priest was very generous and said, well, I, you know, I do these other things. But um, we know some priests, they might say, oh, <laughs> and our smaller parishes, the priest is the maintenance person and uh, the janitor and you know everything. I Picks know. up the Cheerios. Absolutely. And, you know, we are blessed in our parishes to have a staff that um, takes care of a lot of the things that other parishes in our smaller communities don't have those resources. So another another uh, tip is to establish a relationship um, with your priest, you know, be be more than just high and by, you know, um, they don't have a ton of time, but they do need friends. They do need people that can support them and, and be kind of their um, support. One of the questions I always ask the priests when I do these Melchizedek interviews, is I ask them about their hobbies or special interests. And you'd be surprised. There's some interesting things that priests do. I interviewed uh, Monsignor Stump. Uh, the other day, and when he was stationed down at St. Agnes in Nashville, he had two horses, and he would go horseback riding uh, on his day off. So who knew that a priest could ride a horse? I mean, I didn't know. I I just have one last tip, and this is something that I know that um, Bishop Doherty had mentioned um, just in general, and and it was one of the tips that some of the information that I read about how we can support our priests, and that is be mindful of of how you talk about your priest with your children in your family. And, and, and I'd say outside your family too, people that are not Catholic that don't understand at all and sure. maybe have a bad view of priests anyway, but just especially with your children, you know, they're going to pick up whatever you say about father so-and-so. You don't want to poison a well for sure. Absolutely. Well, Gordon, can you close us in a prayer? Let's pray the Come Holy Spirit prayer, because we can certainly have our priests. um, We all need the Holy Spirit to live out this life of holiness. So let's close this show with a prayer to the Holy Spirit. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, fill Fill the the hearts hearts of us, your faithful, and enkindle in us the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and we shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit instructs the hearts of the faithful, grant that by that same Holy Spirit we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolations. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. You've been listening to Faith in Action, the program that looks at how ordinary people are putting their faith into action in their everyday lives. Faith in Action is produced by Catholic Radio Indy. This program and all Faith in Action programs can be heard or downloaded as podcasts from catholicradioindy.org. If you have a comment or suggestion for guests or topics for the program, please contact Bridget. That's B-R-I-G-I-D, Bridget at catholicradioindy.org or call us at 317-870-8400. This program has been pre-recorded.
You can hear the Holy Mass every day at 8 a.m. right here on Catholic Radio Indy, 